This is the Retirement Solution Podcast with financial advisor John Hicks, founder of J. Hagen Capital. And I'm Heather Branch here with John to talk about ways to help you better prepare for your financial future. RetirementSolutionRadio.com is where you can go to begin your own conversation with John and his team at J. Hagen Capital. We also have links posted in the show notes, so you can just click there or again, find us anytime at RetirementSolutionRadio.com. Okay, so it's the time of year when everybody is out shopping for everything, not just food, but for presents. It's the most wonderful time of year. I have spent so much money in the month of October, even leading up to the holidays. I'm like, I'm not ready for, (laughs) can we postpone the holidays for a little while? My credit card, I thought was going to burst into flames. Well, I did. It's not your Amazon fault. Amazon was like, we, Amazon was like, we we have attempted to charge this card eight hundred and forty three times this month, sir. Do we need to call anyone for you? <laughs> do you need? Uh, do you need? You need? What was it? Uh, um, intervention. Is this like? <laughs> and I was like, oh my gosh, that's not even me. Amazon, my wife uses the account, Amazon the card. The kids use the account, and the card. <laughs> I'm like, what did we just get in the mail today? A stuffed pig? Sure. It's the size of a, a small elephant. Obviously. What is, what is this for? She needed it. Come now, John. Which? What are you talking about? Well. The real truth is it's not entirely your girl's fault or any of our mm. faults because mm. everything is so we talked we I feel like we talk about this every week lately. Just the prices just they don't seem to be coming down despite oh, the numbers that it's we're crazy. seeing. We recently got updated inflation numbers, which came in a little bit lower than expected. October's consumer price index was three point two percent year over year, and that's down from September's three point seven percent. Yeah. That's, which that's is lower than it's been in a long time. And that has mostly to do with gas prices apparently, lower gas prices. Sure. The core CPI, which that in- excludes food and energy prices, is that correct? Uh correct. Okay. So that dropped one tenth to four percent, four percent flat. These numbers are, however, still higher than the Fed wants them to be. They keep looking at that two percent goal. Meanwhile, we keep having to figure out, well, you, we, you, looking at you, Mr. Retirement uh, Planner, Mr. Uh, Financial Advisor, it's up to you to help us figure out about increasing income in our retirement years to account for inflation. And I mean, right now, has the conversation around in that space been more relevant in the past two decades as it has been in the past two years? Yeah. I mean, so when, when you're thinking about inflation, it, other than in the last 14 months, we almost had no inflation, right? Right. I That's mean, right. if you think about what were the banks paying us, like less than a nothing. quarter of a percent a year, yep. like nothing. We had with super low interest rates. We got used to that, right? I mean, I still know people. I mean, I used to be one of these wonderful people, and now I'm not. That had a 30 year mortgage locked in at two and a quarter, yep. two and a quarter percent. Yep. And I know there's some of you guys out there. Let me tell you right now, I never give blanket advice. Please never pay that off. I mean, you, that is free money. That is free money. Of course, some yeah. people might choose to pay it off, but yeah. two and a quarter percent is free money. Yeah. It's, it's so absurd. So, but when you're looking at inflation, it is more important than ever to ensure that when you're developing your income plan for retirement, whether you're going to take the lump sum, pension or you're going to let the company pay you or uh, when are you going to select social security or all these things you really need a plan for these increasing costs yeah yeah yeah. because it's crazy so when you look at a five percent inflation rate which we've been much higher than that of a lot since 2000 yep uh, much higher than that but if you look at a five percent inflation rate instead of a dollar it will cost you a dollar and 65 cents in five years. Yep. So think about it. So if you wanted to go buy, I don't know, take anything. Uh, uh, let's say that you needed a new a screen door for your house yep. and it was $1,000. Five years from now, it's going to cost you $1,650 
for that same screen door in that example. That is crazy. Mm -hmm. I mean, I was looking the other day and someone said, hey, John, did you see uh, the Coca-Cola was on sale at Kroger? I was like, what? What are you talking about? What was it on sale for? So so it was on sale for $5.99 for a 12-pack. $5.99. That's the sale price. That was the sale price because I I was looking at it. Right now I'm looking because I had to pull it up because I I thought I had a dream about it. I'm like, this is a terrible, (laughs) this is a nightmare. I'm, I'm never going to be able to buy cola again. I know, right? This is bad. No, yeah, but so I'm looking at it right now. The average price is eight ninety nine for a sleeve of name brand soda, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And you just look at that. It's like that is highway robbery. I remember um, when you could. It was basically two dollars and fifty cents. Yeah, four four of those like things a, would be like a ten bucks. Right, you get four for Maybe, ten. Uh huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, and that wasn't that long ago, right? That wasn't that no. long ago. But that is inflation. So we're looking at getting on, especially when we're thinking about retirement, right? A fixed income, and that word, that that phrase in and of itself, just always makes me just feel a little icky. Yeah. Because it sounds so terrible, doesn't it? It yeah. sounds so terrible to say, okay. Honey, we're going to do this. We're going to pull the ripcord. We're going to be done. We can live off exactly $3,219.04 a month, and it can never go up mm-hmm. because that's the way that we did this. Mm-hmm. Think about how horribly depressing that is, right? Mm-hmm. So if we have the opportunity to build a retirement plan that can increase with inflation, yep. well, then by all means, guys, we have to do that. There yep. are so many ways today. I mean, and, and really, th- these are things that they've been around forever. They weren't very good until about 14 months ago when rates started moving up. There are so many ways that we can protect our downside, potentially increase our income, and have it potentially offset inflation. There's so many things that now exist. And it's not based on investments, right? It's based on how do we put our money in different buckets, if you will. Well, let me you know? let me jump in because I that's yeah. what I wanted to talk to you about because I think that for a lot of people, they think growth they think sure. the market, right? They think sure. investments. Sure. So that's what I wanted to ask you about the idea of how do we siphon that to have tolerable risk levels. Ron Barron, he's a Barron's Magazine. He was talking Robert about Barron? this. The Robert, Ron, Robert Barron? Ron, Ron, Ron Barron. Ron Barron. Ron, Barron. Ron Burgundy. No, uh, Ron Barron. Gotcha. <laughs> Barron's Magazine. He was recently talking about this and how he himself, to the point you were just making, he is looking to the stock market for that growth. Everything doubles in price every 14 or 15 years. And the way you can hedge against that is you can invest in the market, which goes up about 10% a year. So the way I think about it is the investments that I have are investments for the long term in businesses where I think we're going to double our money. Instead of in 10 years, we're going to try to double our money every five years. Well, would not be lovely if it was well, just so awesome. simple. Oh, absolutely. But to get to the point you were just making, that comes with its own level of risk. It seems like there's risk surrounding us at every door we open, John. So how do we work to, again, like I was saying, break that down and create tolerable levels for ourselves? Yeah. So one of the things that Ron just said, and I thought it was pretty good, you know, and he's exactly right. You know, historically, over time, the U.S. equity markets typically move up, right? Right. right. It, it doesn't go up every time you want it to, though, right? Right. <laughs> Some, exactly. Sometimes you kind of need yeah. to do something with your money, and that conveniently is when the market bottoms out and you right. lose like twenty percent of it, Murphy's like last law. year. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, it's just how it goes. So it's very important though to understand he is accurate. You absolutely can earn ten to fifteen percent in the market in some stretches of time. There's other stretches of time, and we can think about it. It's in most all of our lifetimes between 1999 and 2009. And there's a decade right there. The market actually didn't make a penny. As a matter of fact, it actually lost a, a ton of money and then barely, barely at the end of 10 years, only averaged a loss of about 1% a year mm. 
over that decade. And think about it. Why on earth did that happen? Well, the dot-com boom went all the way up in 1999. Mm -hmm. But then what happened? Well, 2000, 2001, 2002. Those three years wiped about 50% off of most people's uh, S&P 500 holdings, right? No matter what you owned. And if you owned NASDAQ stuff back then, which was like technology, you were down like 70-something percent. As a matter of fact, it took from 2002 at the bottom of the market, it took all the way until 2017 for the NASDAQ to get back to where it was in 2000. Guys, that's 17 years. Yeah. 17 years. So, so over time, though, is Ron correct? He, it is. Yeah. But let's think about this. What we have to understand is what portion of our money do we need to be aggressive with or need to be growth-oriented with and what portion of our money do we need to derive an income, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty simple stuff because the one thing I've learned in 24 years of studying distribution economics, you cannot put the stress on your portfolio of having something create an income for you, have some form or semblance of safety, and also grow. It is too much. It will cause the portfolio to potentially collapse. Got it. And so what we have to understand is there is some portion of our money and let's, let's use a rule of thumb that people use. Okay. Whatever your age is, let's say you're 60. Okay. Well, that means that 60% of your money, you probably need to put in a place that you can't lose it. And that that portion is what you can use to create your income stream. If you're 70, 70% should probably, it's just a rule of thumb, everyone's gonna be different, yeah. but 70% then in that case would need to be safer where you can't lose it because there's less time that we have to get it back. People wouldn't have 17 years from the dot-com bust for the NASDAQ to get back, right? Mm -hmm. Because we might need to use that money to live off of, right? Or to pay for the mortgage at that two and a quarter percent awesome interest rate that I still want you to keep, even if you're 70, (laughs) as long as you have other income coming in to pay Mm -hmm. that thing off, right? Mm -hmm. So those are very important things to understand. Now, the other portion that could be at risk you can choose as much risk as you want. You can invest in United States equities. You could invest in hedge funds. You could invest in uh, technology companies like NVIDIA that's creating artificial intelligence or, or Microsoft or Amazon or, or, or any of these great companies, but you cannot rely on them to also send you an income. So one of the things we all have to understand, because every one of us are in the same boat, if we one day want to retire, there's a portion of our portfolio that we really need to designate is the income portion. Now notice, do I care what products go in that? Not really. I just need to make sure we can't lose it, right? Got it. So you can use banks to help you with this, yep. using structured notes or market-linked CDs. Ooh, those have gotten kind of good recently. Mm-hmm. You can use principal-protected notes. You can use guaranteed accounts. You can use demand deposit accounts. Heck, our money market in our firm's paying over 5.4% right now. That's pretty good, and that's safe, right? And that's perfectly fine. You can also use insurance companies. In insurance companies, you can use guaranteed contracts. You can use contractual policies where they're just going to pay you a certain amount. You could use annuities. I don't care. It's all fine. You can use trust companies too. All of those things are things that we typically in our firm lump on the safe side. And some of those things right now, Heather, you can get between six and 10% with no market risk whatsoever. Some of it's even FDIC insured. It really is. It's really Mm kind of cool because rates have come up so much. Now, the other portion of our money, that's where we typically are talking about the stock market or the equities market, or oil, or precious metals, or gas, or take your pick, any of those things, real estate even, those go on the risk side of the portfolio. What I typically see, though, is that most people kind of lump it all together. It's like, well, John, I'm just going to get a balance fund. Mm -hmm. Well, that means that you're being purposefully mediocre with the investment. It means that you're not being efficient. You are diluting your portfolio purposefully. 
why on earth would you do that? That sounds terrible to me because you're not getting the best interest rates on the safe side and you're not getting the best growth on the growth side. It's perfectly inefficient, which makes it at best mediocre. And sometimes they're just flat out bad, right? So we have to understand if we're going to build a portfolio that can sustain, that can grow to keep up with inflation, just like Ron Barron was saying, but at the same time provide an income for us that we can't outlive, it's not based on a product. It's based on the process of getting our money in the right places so that they can work for us. But not any one investment is a unicorn or a silver bullet. It can't accomplish everything. Mm -hmm. We have to make sure that we know what that money is meant to do and make sure that it is perfectly efficient in accomplishing that goal. If we do that, you're going to have a long and happy retirement. But if we get it wrong, you're always going to be questioning, why didn't I listen to that buffoon? He actually told me this 22 years ago. Don't let that be you. Thanks for listening to the Retirement Solution Podcast with John Hicks. Begin the conversation about your savings plan with John and the team at J. Hagen Capital by visiting retirementsolutionradio.com. Be sure to listen to John's radio show, The Retirement Solution, Saturdays at 8 a.m. and Sundays at 9 a.m. on News Radio 840 WHAS. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not licensed in all 50 states. To find out if J. Hagen Capital Inc. is licensed in your state, please call 502-690-5635. J. Hagen Capital Inc. is not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. It does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products offered through Jonathan Hicks. Insurance license number 548962.